Hello, and welcome back to the HBO's podcast. We're your hosts, Sam and Maddie. What up? Oh, God. Jesus, Madison. <laughs> Intense. Um, I think she is fired up. Today, we are talking about season one, episode five, the finale of The Idol called Jocelyn's World, written by Sam Levinson, Abel Tesfaye, and Reza Fahim, directed by Sam Levinson. And I will just quickly do the IMDb episode description. Uh, okay, while planning a showcase for her upcoming tour, Jocelyn begins to take control of their relationships around her, much to Tedros's dismay. Later, a meeting with Jocelyn disrupts Nikki's plans for Diane as disturbing news about Jocelyn's ex emerges. Okay, well, Maddie, can... spoiler warning, obviously, but we're yeah. going to get into it. This, this episode, we're going to talk about this episode specifically, how we felt about the entire series season, this whole first season so far. If we think it's going to get canceled, I think both of us think yes. So, you know, I don't know. Just wanting to find out if they get a season two. Uh, yeah, you know, and and we will do this podcast again for season two. I want to say thank you to the people that are listening through this very tumultuous time. I hate Twitter right now because I'm like, fuck. I'm just trying to get through this without oh feeling like what the fuck am I thinking or doing because everything is so controversial. But really is it really is so yeah um spoiler warning trigger warnings as well because this is very i think the whole thing has like a disturbing undertone um overlay whatever you want to call it so yeah just watch out for that stuff you know Mm -hmm. get out of here if you don't want to hear it um come back if you haven't watched the series uh so yeah overall thoughts man i Woo! Woo! So this is the first episode of the series, which is strange because there's been some other crazy episodes that, like, I really needed time to process. I was like, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of things happened. It was fast moving. It was dynamic. Things changed. And I was here for all of that. Um, But I think my overarching and burning question, and I think everyone else is probably thinking the same thing, is like, is the all of that nudity necessary? Was the sex necessary? I I think now we have said on this, um, both of us have had good and and bad critiques of certain things. Um, yeah. Sometimes we've disagreed. I think we've disagreed quite a bit, actually, about the, the things that we liked and didn't like. One of the questions that we had every single episode that we recorded was is this necessary we have to wait and see and i can say my opinion now that the season is done absolutely fucking not (laughs) i don't think it was necessary i don't think that there needed to be such a heavy sexual tone the entire time especially in the beginning i don't think that any it just it felt forced it felt even just like i have so many questions and questions that I don't even know if I need answers to because I'm like, it's probably, the answer is probably really fucking dumb, but sorry, it's a Capricorn fucking supermoon tonight and I am just not having the bullshit. Um, yeah. Justice. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, cut that shit out. But um, like, even just the whole, one of the things that really triggered me in the series was the mom and the hairbrush and that whole thing. And then him reenacting this trauma with her and et cetera, et cetera. Like it really, really, really 
triggered well, me. Framing it as a romantic act. Well, not even the fact that he was doing like, that. Just the, the idea that that was written for the show, right? Like even outside of whatever just, the fuck. Just the basis of act, the actual act. Just the base of the storyline. And I'm like, hmm. and then now to be questioning whether that was even real. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's well, just- maybe that's the point to show how conniving it fucking was. Like, I, you know, I can understand in a weird way on an artistic level, but thank you for answering honestly. I appreciate that because, you know, I think I, as like someone with a little dumbass bachelor's degree in art history, you know, like I'm trying to understand this from an arts point of view or just any creative or artist and I think I've given it the benefit of the doubt a chance I think we both have um and with the last episode I concur fully I do not think all that was necessary Mm -hmm. you know it's in some moments I could see it in other moments I can't um you know like obviously you know, and we hope that all of these parties that are involved were agreeing. Obviously, the show was made, so it is what it is. But it was, I don't know, it, it makes you feel something that's like, hmm, I don't know if this is necessary. I don't think it's really right. My only, only logic about it is that because they were talking about a cult... I mean, they don't say it in those words. Maybe they did say it a couple times, actually. I think in joke, like the management team did a couple times, like in a joking way. Um, But like, my only logic is that sex is a pillar of most cults. If you've watched the documentaries, that's usually what it fucking boils down to on like the highest hierarchical level of a fucking cult. Um, So like, I can see it and understand it from that side but I feel like if this was actually a woman's journey and through a woman's lens it would have looked a lot different yeah um I agree I think that uh, my biggest problem you know my biggest like one thing just listening to you talking about it and developing because I'm still developing I mean this this episode just came out yesterday we didn't even know until seven days ago that this was going to be the finale of the entire season <clears throat> so it all it kind of feels like whiplash a little bit like this whole time mm-hmm. but um just a thought that I just had and this is a total joke because I don't want to get sued for slander but I'm like what if Sam Levinson and fucking The Weeknd are like what if they're the cult leaders like in real life and they're like yeah we're gonna you know Lily Rose Depp we're gonna give you a show we're gonna make all over me for you know a year of filming again just a joke but okay heard disclaimers (laughs) out here I'm honestly giggling that's it has a bit of fucking comical relief here i like i'm not even gonna lie it's a little bit funny i get yeah, it but i'm just like like i'm just like oh god i don't know anyways yeah. um yeah i feel like a lot of a lot of it was unnecessary um i i understand it and i think that sex is <clears throat> necessary nudity is necessary in a lot of storylines to well, show a lot powerful. of different things and add yeah and add layers and add different dynamics to things like i get that and i've never been one to shy away from nudity or sex scenes or anything but 
I just feel like in this, it was, uh, it was too much in an unnecessary way. I mean, there was one that like pretty, I was impressed that it took us a half an hour just to get one nipple and we only got it while she was dancing. And I still think even that was unnecessary. I'm like, she's showing you her crotch this entire dance routine. Like she doesn't need to flail and a nipple pops out. So even that nipple was unnecessary. Thank you for saying that. The da- you know what? Let's just get into the fucking dancing. I'm so glad you brought it up. Um, obviously, it reminded me immediately of the Sharon Stone scene, which m- many, many people know. It's been referenced, Basic Instinct, but like she did the exact vagina pose, and I was expecting it. And honestly, like it sucks to be slandering this in a sense of being the HBOs. Cause you're right. I love, you know, we, we love this shit mm-hmm. uh, in an appropriate way, but like, you know, we're not too shy from like things that are taboo or like whatever. So, you know, and we yeah. just on the Sharon Stone um, thing because we have talked about Sharon Stone specifically in regards to Sam Levinson, because he's made multiple references in the idol. He's made multiple references in euphoria <clears throat> clearly this was his like who he masturbated to when he was growing up right like it oh, was just, it was like, absolutely right? his like his my thing. my thing my thing on that point is just that it like the the reason why Sharon Stone was was a sex symbol is because there was subtlety there there was tension the whole movie basic instinct is about building the tension right, right. and then it's that one sexual thing that she does and she doesn't fully spread eagle she just shows a little peekaboo so i'm like if sam levinson if you understand that that is what's sexy then why is there zero subtlety in anything that you do that's my question because the subtlety is what's sexy about it well right and i think like beautiful but beyond you know that like exploring what it would be you know like that's kind of where i think sam levinson is coming from that's why i wanted to bring it up Also, I just wanted to say this because I quickly did some research before we got on this because that scene was so strong. Like it, as as soon as I looked at it, like I saw the scene, especially right in the beginning where she's like kind of slow on the couch before she gets into the whole fucking dance Mm -hmm. um, and song. But like I looked it up and it was like, I don't know, articles from like 2021 where I was like, yeah, Sharon Stone was like manipulated into it where like the producer or the director was like, yeah, like the color of your panties is like reflective. So like, we got to take that out. And she was like, okay, I don't even know. I didn't read the full thing. I skimmed it. But then, you know, just like you bringing up the cult leader aspect, theoretically disclaimer, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, hmm, uh, yeah. Like, is this, I don't know. It just I mean, makes you think. It makes the fucking ticker go. I, it does. It does. That's why I said I like that's the only reason I brought it up. It would have, and I, <clears throat> I don't even know if I explained it that well because it literally, I just thought of it for the first time while you were speaking. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and you know how like people that are guilty, you know, sometimes they like, they will. They, like they, they show it in their art. I yeah, get it. They, yeah, yeah. They show it in plain sight. It's like hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Again, the theoretical. Really don't want to get Absolutely. sued. But, you know, but Absolutely. I'm just saying, it's whatever. Anyways, fucking Sharon Stone, fucking Sam Levinson, fucking one nipple. You know, I think that like where they could come back and say, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, is that 
she, you have talked a lot about how in artwork, nudity usually means vulnerability. Like they're one in the same in mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, so her being nude in so nude in every other episode. And then finally in this episode where she kind of comes to and comes to power in this group, her not really being nude at all. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, they they can come back and say that. Do I think that what I tell, if, if I was in the room with them and they said that, would I tell them to fuck off? Yes. I'd be like, shut up. Bad excuse because I came up with that and I'm not even an art person. You know what I mean? Like, get out of here okay. with your lame ass excuse. You just wanted to look at Lily Rose naked 24 seven. Yeah. I mean, like, who wouldn't, right? But yeah. Uh, Timely, Timely. Didn't Timely Shalmali <laughs> fucking date her? Yep. Sure did. Well, we've all dated her now, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, well, yeah, no, I get it. You're right. Who wouldn't want to look at her? She is a beautiful piece of artwork. And honestly, the dance, like, I have to say, the beginning, she she kind of goes through those emotions again that she did in the first episode behind the photographer and i really loved that she like the girl is fucking talented yes i do think i did hate i like all of her songs um i will say okay i i actually just wrote this down because i didn't write it in my notes before this before we started recording but um i do just want to say my one like really really good um uh, like positive feedback or positive takeaway from the show is the music. All of the music was beautiful. Even the songs that Jocelyn was putting out, even though they were like poppy and not, you know, whatever, um, normally like what I'm listening to, but all of the music was great. The scoring was absolutely fucking fabulous. Mike Dean, props to you. Um, you know, he's so incredible. And so all of, all of them, I love that they have actual talent on this show, people that actually can sing because normally they're looking for actors first and this cast hit it out of the ballpark. I will say I have absolutely hated all of the dancing now. Couldn't stand from the first, the choreography from the very beginning, the first song, um, world-class singer. That's the first song that we hear. Uh, also a bop. Great song. Terrible dancing. It was it was like cabaret on meth. It was awful. I couldn't stand it. And then this cheerleader. And I love it. it. Dan should never give cheerleader, in my opinion. I want it to give cheerleader. Give me boobs. Yeah. And you're also, you know, I don't know. I just feel like the the last and then this solo performance that she did, clearly it was just freestyle or whatever, you know, in, in this world, it was just freestyle. But it, wait, it was putting, it, you know what it reminded me of? You've seen Bring It On. Do you yeah, remember when they do auditions and the, and the one like stripper comes in and she's like doing the song? Yes. Uh, like, yes. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, exactly. That's why I fucking hated it. <laughs> it should not have looked like that. This is a professional fucking pop star. Anyways. Yeah, um, and I thought that it was supposed to be. I, I feel like at the beginning that choreography was supposed to be satirical. Finkelstein said something about it. He was like, "I feel like I'm watching, you know, Rent or some whatever he said because it just looked like Broadway, like Chicago on ice or something. <laughs> it was just bad." Um, but then this was just giving TikTok. It was giving literal. It was giving not. It was just not. I, so, anyways. Loved the music, hated the dancing. 
Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, the floor choreo was a lot. I didn't love all of that, especially because she just put on like four other performances. I mean, they they were all kind of just bopping around though. Like it wasn't like a performance show. It was like a listening party, like a showcase. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how that felt to me. Um, but yeah, just to rewind overall thoughts, the sex, you know, wasn't necessary. Um, but I guess we should get like right into the actual meat of the episode. You know, Jocelyn is in control. Mm-hmm. Tedros looks like shit. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this. When she called him sweaty... That was the worst. That was the worst one. Okay. She called him lots of other mean things and she said lots of other mean things. But when she called him sweaty and then he like smelled himself, it that shit hurt me. Yeah. I was like, oh, the burn. Yeah. Take a shower. Um, yeah. I did just like when, so when I watched this episode for the first time, I was excited. Uh, Maddie, you and I theorized last week that that she was the dark horse, that she was going to be like, this was her like villain, you know, villain origin story. Clearly we're right. So, you know, but could have seen that coming a mile away. I don't know why everybody on fucking Twitter is so surprised. I'm like, guys, hello. How else did you think this was going to end? I don't even think this is her origin story. I think her origin story happened before. She's already a villain. Yeah, uh, but obviously, like I think you said it last week, like she probably spotted it the second she saw him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I did, but I did also um, think, shit, are we going to get a Tedros arc where he's going to be the victim and he's going to be the one that's being used and abused and served like hell to? And I didn't want that because I wanted the weekend to bow out gracefully and not be uh egomaniacal like staff people have called or crew members have called him and i'm like no yeah just just don't you don't have to be the bad guy and the and the victim you know like it's it's i don't know first i just kind of think sorry i'm just going fucking in on this now that it's done um i think that storyline is tired um and unoriginal and i'm sorry because I hate really being mean like this, because especially about people's artwork and their work, you know, but I'm just like, guys, like you could have written something more interesting than this. Like, so as soon as she started being mean to him, I was like, here we go. You know, like this is where it starts to happen, where we start to, we're supposed to feel bad for this guy and, you know, whatever. And I did start feeling bad for him because they set it up that way. You know, mm. it, throughout the entire episode, there was like, he was constantly being let down. We'll get into more of the details, like as we get on, like where he ends up. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was happy to see her be vicious because I was like, yeah, fucking do the damn thing. But I also was like, ugh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely tired of the doe-eyed shit. I was like, okay, girl, like you've been in the game, the industry. Like, I don't know why you're acting so brand new. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a play. You know, like, not to be, I don't know, this is going to sound terrible and sexist, but I'm just like, women, I think, can play dumb a little bit more. I don't know, like, we have that card. 
I mean, I guess everybody has the card. You. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I've seen a lot of really dumb acting men, too, for sure. I, <laughs> Every yes. time they cheat on you and you confront them. Yeah, I was just thinking about Jeff <laughs> from Yellow Jackets, and I was like, oh, man, he was so dumb. We love yeah. him, but he was so dumb. Yeah. Fictional character, but still, you know, like, I... But it was just, it was a power move on her part. It felt like that card. You know, I was like, oh, like, you definitely played, like, the damsel in distress. Or, like, you couldn't make decisions for yourself. But obviously, you were looking for a source of inspiration. You got it. Um, I don't know. I do like seeing her in a more powerful position generally. But I think, like the industry and the game that she's playing in. I mean, she's obviously smart and everyone's playing for different fucking things, but um, I don't know when everyone's playing for different things, it's really unstable. And to me, that w- makes for an interesting second season. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, like, I mean, I do think that the way that it ended, um, it could be interesting going forward. Um, I agree. Uh, like especially like where her team is kind of left off at the end of it Mm -hmm. um they've been like the saving grace for this entire thing i think and the music for me um but yeah yeah so like her taking back over like it was um like it was nice to see her move into that power position so swiftly and and to be so cold and it's just it just added another layer of i think acting for lily rose for me i'm just like yeah bitch you tell him like I know that shit hurt his feelings in real life. Like I, I yeah. know that hurt. Um. So yeah, I'm here for that because I'm a mean bitch and I love seeing it. I'm like, yes, yeah. Don't be nice. Don't be nice just because you're you were taught to be. Um. But yeah, I think that it's just it's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know where like where her. I don't. She's giving me sociopath. Like, she's giving me no empathy or remorse. Um, I think we can, like, jump right in since we're talking about her, about just the deceit and the lies that she's already told. So the thing is, is what um, another big kind of question mark is, like, did she actually know that these rape allegations were coming out against her ex that she, you know, just slept with? I okay before we just okay we'll get right into it but I just want to back up for a second because you just said like yeah she's showing sociopathic tendencies but she cried quite a few times very fucking silently usually when she's smoking a cigarette or like it will just come out of her eye she does not weep she does not get breathy literally it's just a teardrop will roll out of her eye and like the first time I watched this I didn't see it The second time I did, I was like, oh, like, you know, and the way that she reacts to Tedros, I don't think that she knew about the allegations. I think she woke up and was focused on the tour and was like, I can't answer these calls because this is a distraction. Like, I need to focus on making sure this tour doesn't get canceled. Okay, well, I think she did know about it. And what evidence do you have to believe that? I I don't have any evidence. You also don't have any evidence on your end either, Madison. So don't try me. But I, I am thinking is that she cried. She can cry on command. We saw that in the first 10 seconds of the show. 
I think right, that that's, yeah. So I think that her emotions are, that's a like red herring every time that's, that's like false narrative. Like it's just, it's unreliable narration. I think, I think that she is fully capable of doing every, all these things that she like, that I think she's doing the, my evidence is that I, Xander is the one that said, you know, you don't think that Jocelyn knows and and you know he says this to her and he's like why do you think that she's been avoiding his calls and yes because originally when Rob was calling her I thought the same thing I was like she's not going to answer because why would she right now this is the most important day of her life but um when Xander said that and then he also says to Leah like you you know you think people are aren't capable whatever he says it was just like a and then Leah left. If like if Leah, her own best friend, believes that she's capable of this shit, then why wouldn't we? Well, yeah, I guess that's true. And like obviously the ending, you know. But I just don't understand what her reasoning would be. Like obviously he cheated on her, so I'm like, okay, you're just a vengeful ass bitch. That would be your only reason to do that. I think she is. I think she is because even like what what happened with Tedros, like just the article that we'll get into this after, but just the article thing and all that stuff. And then her still calling him back and like, like she's playing like cat and mouse with him. Like she's playing with him. Like he's a toy at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was doing that with Xander too. You know, she almost didn't have him in the showcase. She didn't. And if it wasn't for Tedros talking to him, like he wouldn't have even volunteered or like went up and sang. And if it wasn't for all of that and her being in front of everybody, she would have not had Xander on the tour. So like, I think that she, we've seen it even with the way that she treated Xander when he was acting like the only reason he couldn't sing was because of her side and her mom or whatever. She fucking shocked him. Like she, and she did not care. Like she is showing signs of not being remorseful and like you crying by yourself does not mean you're not a sociopath. That's not what sociopath is. I think that like we're, we're getting emotions from her. Sure. But like, she has zero. She's not showing any remorse for anything that she's doing. She doesn't even that's care true. that Leah left. You that's know, true. Yeah, like she doesn't even react point. to it. So, so yeah, I think that she fully knew. I think that the only reason that she confronted Tedros is because she doesn't want Tedros to know that she knew. And maybe it was. I think it was a setup from Tedros's part, but she didn't stop it. So, and probably out of spite because this guy did break up with her and did humiliate her and, or not break up with her, but he did cheat on her and, you know, it humiliated her. So, um, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I just think that she's capable of all of this stuff. And then the one thing that I do want to say, my biggest question was like, is the hairbrush thing, like, is that real? Because what Tedra, when he, when they see each other at the end of the episode and he's in her dressing room. And he's like, oh, well, isn't this the dr- the brush? And she says, yes. And then he was like, oh, well, it's brand new. And then she just gives him this look like. Yeah, she smiles. Uh, yeah, like, like you know, I got you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like you fell for it or, you know, I, I don't know what. But the thing is, like, I don't know what her ploy was. I don't know where her game was. I think it was just to try to give Tedros what she knew that he wanted. And that was to hurt, but to still feel like he was helping. You know, I I don't know, because that's kind of like what his MO was, was just this, you know, kind of Munchausen thing. Like, I'm going to hurt you, but then I'm also going to be the one that's going to take care of you after, you know, so you grow attached to me. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I just like that's the those were the things that I'm just like, damn, this bitch is evil. Like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that in the the hairbrush scene did make me question 
everything. I was like, oh, what the fuck, you crazy ass bitch? Like, was that a lie? And to be honest, like, if I'm thinking about it from like a, this is obviously a fictional story, but just from a logical standpoint, I'm like, if you are doing this shit, obviously something happened with you, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. And, you know, from oh, some context, we can assume, and we've already stated before in other episodes that she was probably a child star, you know, like, that's really tough on people if you don't have a really good support system and like it's I can just assume and I would assume if I was a licensed psychologist um Mm -hmm. you know that something probably did happen like you don't just become like this you know maybe it wasn't her parents it was probably the industry I mean yeah definitely yeah so whatever it whatever it is and like if her mom actually was because like I had said in the very beginning that I didn't I wouldn't have guessed that the abuse that she got from her mom was physical at all I would have guessed that it was just like narcissism and um you know like verbal and emotional abuse and why you know like I I don't know there's just like Something about when Jocelyn looks in mirrors and things like that, it's just, and you know, when you have like a stage parent that's so obsessed with their child being in the limelight, et cetera, et cetera, we see it time and time again with, you know, like Judy Garland and blah, blah, like just, I can name a million of them, like just especially females where their parents, especially their mothers are absolutely obsessed with their image being perfect. So like, that's what I was guessing what is like how her mom was. So maybe that's still the, maybe that actually is the case. And maybe her mom is, has narcissistic personality or is bipolar or has, is predisposed, like, and maybe Jocelyn is predisposed to something, which would make her experiences growing up, like her that much more sensitive to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of falling into it. But my one question about the hairbrush though, is that Leia and Xander were both present when Jocelyn was telling Tedros for the first time about that. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't they have known, especially Xander, Leia being close to her and especially Xander like being in the same household as her, wouldn't they know mm-hmm. that she was lying like then right. and there? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. It makes me go back to like Xander and like the things that he was saying about them. I don't know. Like it's, it was very, very hard to tell. But the thing is like, I did believe Xander at the time. And uh-huh. I think even like with what he went through with them, like we both know, and I think I'm pretty sure there are studies that like torture doesn't mean you're going to get the truth. Like people, when you torture people, they just collapse and say whatever you want because they don't want to be tortured. Well, yeah, no. And that was, it was very obvious that Xander just, you know, he retreated and went back on what he was saying because he didn't want to be shocked anymore. It was obvious. Absolutely. Before that, he was like, you know, he called Jocelyn like an even more deceitful bitch than her mom was or whatever, you know, I don't know his words, but when he said that, that was the goddamn truth. Right. I agree with that. So like, it does make me think that Jocelyn probably endured some kind of abuse. And even if Jocelyn was the one who said to her mom when they were younger, like, you need to make Xander sign a contract because she was like a young fucking idiot teenager who's like, oh my God, my position is being threatened. Um... I don't know. Like that comes from somewhere. 
Yeah. You know, like a healthy parent would be like, you're tripping. Like you're a star. You don't need to ever step on anyone else to get a leg up in this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess the yeah, so clearly her like, mom was fucked somehow. Right. Right. And so suffered abuse. I, That's- I don't know. Like the hairbrush thing, I think might've had some truth to it because they didn't challenge that although it didn't come up with leia so we don't know well there was a point where like there are a few times in this that um i think specifically in episode two we get a scene of jocelyn from the back like brushing her hair furiously she also did it again in this episode um but then in in episode two she actually starts hitting herself on the head with the brush so I'm not sure if maybe it's it's some kind of self, like, like maybe she's always done it to herself and just always said that it was her mom. I don't know. Because she does hit her own, she hits herself with the hairbrush. So I, I don't know, maybe it just might be like self-inflicted harm that the reason, you know, her mom just came up just because, you know, she, I don't know, wanted to maintain a victim's identity. I don't know. Nonetheless, but yeah, no, clearly she suffered, you know, and traumatized people, traumatized people and hurt people, hurt people. So here we are. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same old song and dance. It's actually yeah, also no, and, fucking unoriginal. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. Like, I think with her kind of like, not a hero arc because she's not a hero, but like that coming into power, it's like, yeah, it made me excited and happy. But when I think about the rest of it, like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> But I can't be excited and happy for you because you're literally the asshole of this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just thought that that was more interesting than her playing the damsel. Um, and I like I I tend to like like when like for example, my favorite character in Game of Thrones besides like the beautiful Rob Stark um, was Cersei. She was my favorite. Because she was horrible, but I loved seeing a woman like that in power. Just, like, men aren't the only ones that could be ruthless and unforgiving and, you know, spiteful and all these things. So I enjoyed that kind of character from a female perspective. Um, I think that just specifically in this, that now makes Tedros the victim, which I just didn't want. (laughs) Um, or like the the proposed victim of future or whatever you know so yeah I agree I mean I would rather see them in a power struggle yeah you know like trying to fucking like like them both to be awful still yeah yeah but like kind of against each other like someone's trying to win here you know like that would be interesting yeah um, well, and I think that that might be what happens. They were kind of in a power struggle this whole episode. And then, yeah, going forward with them, like, as a united front, I don't think that that would last long at all. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I think, like, even just, like, seeing the, f- I don't know, the following split. <laughs> but that's not going to happen because Jocelyn has more benefit and leverage. Yeah. So- yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she's wild. Jocelyn is fucking wild. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about her anymore. 
I just, I don't think I like anybody anymore. Truly. <laughs> like, you all suck. You know who I do like? Finkelstein. You know, I was That's also going to say, like. <laughs> I really liked Mike Dean throughout this whole fucking series. Um, especially in this episode, because when everyone is showing up and uh, fucking Tedros is arguing with <laughs> the girl, I forget who, exactly what she does, but he calls her Judas. He's like, you're Judas. Oh, Nikki. Yeah. Nikki. But they're kind of arguing, but fucking Mike Dean is in the background. He's just like playing music the whole time until everyone shows up. Like he's just figuring out his keys. But yeah. it's such like background elevator music. Mm-hmm. It was honestly very fucking funny to me. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Um, there were a few times in this episode where him and like the co-producer were laughing again, and it's just the two of them with the like realistic attitudes about the whole thing is just I don't know. It just broke up the scenes really well. But yeah, I thought uh, it was refreshing. I was like, it, thank it, you, Mike. It was so necessary. The her her like the um her team was refreshing too. I mean, just even Nikki and Finkelstein, like both of them are so fucking funny. Finkelstein <laughs> with his shit, and he's like, God, I just feel like I walked into Nixium and like talking about how um charles manson's cult like they had to tear down the walls of the place they were living in because there was fucking pubic lice and he's like i see the crabs crawling around (laughs) yes i also got a kick out of that yeah he um whoever was writing his part was hilarious he was very also when they walked up and they were like are they opening an abercrombie and fitch that was (laughs) fucking hilarious and it just really touched on the millennial experience so fucking well i was like thank you sam levinson yeah because isaac was just standing like one of the naked mannequins like and so was the other girl i think uh not chloe but the other one just like some ramsey or whoever um yeah so there were also like i think that with that it was kind of interesting i think in in a way, I have had a situation where I have tried to kick somebody out and that motherfucker just refused to leave and would, it was like, so it was really funny seeing that kind of dynamic with Jocelyn and Tedros because she's just trying to be in her own shit and focus and he's not really being a nuisance until he's being a nuisance. So she's like, but then like every time he chirps up, she's like, are you still here? Like, why are you still? And I just remember it's just such a relatable feeling. Um, I've heard other people say like recently, like when you're with them, they're never home. But then when you break up they're they're always there. Like they're just always around. And it's like, God, dudes, please, yeah. for the love of God, take a hint. We don't want you yeah. here. Get the fuck out. Do something. Yeah. But he has nothing to go to. So um, specifically has nothing to go to by the end of this. I don't know if mm-hmm. you want to go into like his what happens to him because by the end of the episode we skip forward six weeks well right before we get to that i do just want to talk about their showcase a little bit more and the manager dynamic so um they obviously all know tedros is fucking wild and they've done their research i think a little bit later uh destiny does say to him like you're a pimp you were a pimp like we've we know what the fucking deal is and it was obvious before that i'm like you didn't get the feeling 
girl, I caught a vibe from like the first two episodes. I was like, I think this man's a pimp. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to do a background check. Yeah. yeah. My fucking gut told me. Mm-hmm. And that's on intuition, bitches. But, um, <laughs> like, it was really interesting to see them talking amongst each other as the showcase was going on. And Nikki, what a fucking conniving bitch, yo. Like, what a conniving bitch. She and Tedros, well, she doesn't give a fuck about anything. She's literally a cold-hearted cunt. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Literally, Tedros calls her a cunt, and by the end, she's like, yeah, I'm a cunt, but I could be your cunt. Because she's like, listen, you gathered all these shits. You gathered Mm -hmm. all this talent. You like Tedros is a horrible, but he has something. And even fucking Finkelstein says it. He's like, "Oh, are we gonna have to like bring a med, like med, uh, medical fucking crew with us to like bring this guy in tour?" Yeah, literally. So like, it's crazy. Oh what no, he's like, what does he say? With. He says like, uh, like something, something about like, is this man might overdose all the fucking time? Yeah, That's like, what, do we need to have Narcan with us? And Narcan, yeah, I think that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, it's really crazy because it's, it's fucked up and it's terrible, but like to, they're all so fucking like greedy in a sense. You know, like even Destiny, I know she's like, yeah, this is raw talent, but she's like, yeah, look, I wouldn't lead you astray and no one knows the their names. They're unsigned. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, I, I guess that's your job, right? Like, she's an agent. She's a manager. I yeah, guess that's your job. You, you should be able to, like, spot talent. Yeah, she's basically was scouting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, though. Like, it is... I don't know. I'm like, why don't you just make him a recruiter? Is it because his record is so fucking bad? Well, that's where Nikki was going with it was, you know, she was basically like, like, work with me. Clearly you have, you are talented and finding talent, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's able to curate the stuff. Um, And he, he is a curator. So that was what he was good at. And, um, God, cat beater. Sorry guys. Um, so yeah so i i kind of knew almost like that that was gonna be the direction that it was going in as finkelstein was talking to haim and she was sitting next to tedros and you know whatever trying to like level with him um and i was like oh shit yeah they're gonna take they're gonna pull him and i was like this is how he gets out and this is how he gets away from gothel because he'll find um i don't know purpose in something else that doesn't have to do with jocelyn doesn't have to do with these kids it you know, will be elsewhere and he will can continue doing what he loves to do, which is spot talent. So, um, yeah, but clearly that doesn't work out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like it just, that pissed me off. I was like, okay, I get that the industry, like everyone's in it for themselves, but like Nikki, Jesus, a fucking, well, I know. Like, and she like kind of immediately goes back and tells Diane like, Hey, sorry, we're taking this on back and we're not. Okay. Which also confused me because I'm like, maybe I guess if Jocelyn was like, Hey, you know, absolutely not. If you want me to do this to her, you need to fucking take away her deal because she felt crossed by her. Um, but I'm also like, 
you're the talent agent. Like, this man is bringing you all kinds of... Why are you not letting her do it if you want to make money off of her? I don't get it. Well, yeah, I think it's, like, specifically was about that song. Because that was supposed to be uh, Diane's, like, debut hit mm-hmm. that likely Jocelyn took back. Oh. Yeah, so they were like, okay, are we going to make more money on jocelyn who's already name is in you know out in the game and all this stuff and you know is about to go on tour and make us a ton of fucking money um or are we gonna you know use this song to debut diane plus also have like competition within you know it just makes for like i don't know kind of shitty energy you know like every like artist that i think that labels like make it a point to make sure that all of the artists that they have signed are really amicable and are willing to work together and all that stuff. Whereas like all the beef that we've ever seen in the industry are it's people from different labels. We never really see people beefing at the same label Hmm. Um, or some of them. And you know, they get their contracts ended if that happens or whatever. So they're going to go, the label will always be loyal to the person that's making them the most money. And right now that's Jocelyn. Yeah, so that's just kind of how it could crumbled for Diane. Um, but you know what? Diane was about to steal this bitch's song. You know? Yeah, but Jocelyn already has a name and fame. She would have bounced back, obviously. Yeah. Well. And she did. That she did. And she took her song back that she doesn't even need. No. I know. So, yeah, I mean, I felt bad for Diane because the bitch is, like, the girl is green. She was just green, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's cried. people theorizing that if, I know, there's people theorizing that if there is a season two that she might be, like, the antagonist of it. That's what but, I was thinking, too. But I was also thinking, like, I know Tedros is, like, you know, in his, go- standing in his corner, standing over there now, mm-hmm. but... I'm also like, this man is still fucked up. Like, wait until he gets cleaned up and, like, gets back right in himself. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Jocelyn has some fucking shit over him, he'll make his own thing. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't stop a pimp. You can't stop a pimp. You can't stop a pimp. You just can't. Like, he's gonna fucking do his own thing. Alligator boots and all. Like, fucking A, man. Yeah. Let him cook. Yeah. You know, honestly, I feel like like he could be fine just being, like, the trophy husband. Like, I feel like like he would be the one that, like, hosts all the parties and, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like he would be okay with not being in power. Although, like, I think the more interesting dynamic would be the power struggle between them. But I, I do think that he would be fine not being the one in the limelight. He never has been the one in the limelight. He's just always been the one with control, but always, like, in the shadows, you know? Yeah, but I don't think he likes being out of control. I don't think that will work for him forever. Yeah. And yeah. I would like to see that storyline. Yeah. That would be more interesting to me. You know, um, in the original, the version that was filmed first, he didn't have a rat tail. He just looked yeah. like the end. Yeah. I think I would have yeah. rather seen him like that. You know, Without like, unassuming. It? Yeah, like, unassuming. Well, it wouldn't and, have like, been not- creepy. 
I mean, I think that, but that's where the good acting comes in. <laughs> no, listen, the rat tail was the good acting. That shit was a paid actor himself. <laughs> fucking rat tail. That thing, like, he could auction that fucking rat tail and people would pay real money for it. Real good money for it. Okay? <laughs> okay, and lastly, before we jump into the end, I just want to talk about Leia. Fucking Leia. So, obviously, this bitch finally gets a pair of balls, but, like, not fully. Like, she does what she needs to do, and she gets the fuck out of there. But, like, she still never gets to say what she wants to say. She never really, like, fucking has, like, real closure for herself, I think. And honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know if she could say what she wanted to say without getting fucking trapped there. Because obviously, a couple times, even trying to say what was going on to Xander, Xander's already in this shit. Mm-hmm. You know? And then mm-hmm. the other guy that, like, comes up to her and puts her his arm around her is like, yeah, is everything okay? She's like, yeah, like, I just, can I talk to Xander alone? Like, she was in a very tense, like, a, a tense situation. And I understand, like, her having to be careful. And I think even talking to Joss is dangerous at this point. Yeah, 100%. She can't trust any of them. All of them are cut from the same cloth, and Leia is not cut from that cloth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the best thing she could have done was leave. I am happy that she left. Me too. Um, I don't Jesus. want to see her back. I want yeah. to see her thriving in, like, Pennsylvania or wherever her parents live. Like, I want to see yeah. her back at home on a farm or whatever. Agreed. You know? Agreed. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm happy that she left. I'm happy that she was able to just get out silently and like without any issues. Um, Me too. um, but I do think that if there's a season two, they're going to bring her back. I mean, that girl, I, I'm not, and her name escapes me, but she's was fantastic. She was so funny. Um, the, the household dynamic with Jocelyn and Xander and her, like it wouldn't have been the same if mm-hmm. she wasn't a character. Agreed. Yeah, but I think that, you know, she left because she can't trust anybody, including Jocelyn. Yep. Yeah. So. so that sucked. And also, I think, like, the whole thing with Rob, she was like, I can't believe you're doing this to somebody that, like, you supposedly care about. Yeah. Someone that you would have cared about more than me if you guys would have, like, don't get me wrong, you're best friends, but, like, your partner, like, you're supposed to do anything for. I know that they're exes, but, like, that's cruel to do to somebody even if like you're not together like don't lie on their fucking person oh yeah you know? and he, they, i mean that just that ruined his life it is like completely ruined his life you know so right oh fucking leia hot too damn heartthrob rob i know give leia her own series where she's managing non-toxic fucking I want to see her and Rob get together. That's what I want to see. I don't even want to see that because Jocelyn will do some crazy shit. I want to see Leia get her own fucking series where she is Devil Wears Prada, but her boss is fucking amazing. Okay? Fuck you, Jocelyn. And I mean that. And also, another qualm, I never said this, and maybe it's just me because I never knew how to spell Joss before this show. I'm just spelling it jock because I'm an idiot. 
And I was wondering why they were putting S's everywhere. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Her name is spelt with a goddamn C. Jocelyn. So anyways, I learned that from this oh show. Oh my god, no, because young Jock, that's how he spells it. Is I know, I know, and I've been spelling her name Jock all over the place. I've been like fucking Jock. So, so sorry about that, Jocelyn, but also maybe you deserved it. Oh God. Yeah. No, I, um, probably would have never said Joss like typed it out either. Had I not seen people spelling it correctly on Twitter from the beginning. I wasn't looking online and like, I went to text and I was like, why is this saying jock? Why is this young jock all up in my text messages right now? (laughs) Um, And then I saw it on the screen because I had the captions on. I was like, Oh, duh. (laughs) The crazy Sound thing is, I'm a pretty good speller, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, I think we can get into the the ending <sighs> here. Yeah. Okay, so we skip six weeks. Well, basically, right before Jocelyn basically tells Kime, do whatever you need to do, pay him whatever he needs to get, just to get him out of my life. So Heim tries to give him money. He says, oh, she's so much, she's worth so much more than money. <laughs> whatever, another corny ass line delivered um but then uh Chaim goes to Talia from Vanity Fair and it's actually just tooting my own horn here because I said that Talia was either going to make her or break her from episode one <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me and that's exactly what happened she fucking saved her and so a Vanity Fair article comes out that's actually about Tedros and him being a pimp and his history and him going to prison and him manipulating people and et cetera, et cetera, the cults, the club, the everything, just a total expose on this guy and paints Jocelyn in this very much victim, um, you know, light. And then her management says, and we flash forward to six weeks later, the aftermath of all of it, management is sitting at this, it looks like the um, LA Rams like dome. Um, They're in like it's an arena or a stadium, and they're preparing for Jocelyn to do, I think, maybe her first night on tour, or maybe just her first show in L.A. on the tour. And it's Haim, Finkelstein, and Nikki, and they're all just laughing about how they were able to, like, get Tedros, like, just to bury this guy, um, mm-hmm. saying that he lost the club, that he lost everything, uh, he's being investigated by the IRS, et cetera, et cetera. Like, this man is just in tough shape. Um, and then we get... Jocelyn that gives him an artist pass to enter and come talk to her. And here we are. And then we get the, um, what will be known as infamous scene forever, because I think it pissed 99.9% of people off where she starts, she goes on stage, um, and introduces Tedros as the love of his life. What pissed me off the most about this is that it was he was wearing the most ill-fitting suit I have ever seen on a man. And I am like, Jocelyn, you should have had a change of clothes for this man. He is Truly. struggling. He is on the struggle bus. Get this man a fucking tailor before you bring him out in front of the world. Please, for the love of God. It is the worst outfit he's worn this entire time. Well, Truly. it's just weird as fuck to me, too. I'm like, didn't the, they, you guys just do an expose and now you're introducing him as the love of your life? Like, I yeah. don't understand the strategy here. I don't either. I don't either. Because the only reason that all those people bought those tickets was because of that expose. They, they like, that's right. what the man 
the thing with that, like the tour was sold out within a week after the article dropped. So yeah. 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 It's a big old fat, stupid situation, just big, fat and stupid. And you know, what was fun about it was watching the management team, like on the sidelines, cheering her on. So happy. Look at our girl go. And then she's like, no, sorry. I'm still an idiot. Jokes Thank on you. you. <laughs> Jokes on you. I'm still fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, that that really see like I was good with everything up until that point. And like even what she did, like you can put him in his place in a different way. In like a gone girl way. Sorry, <laughs> that's bad, but I'm I like, why are you doing this publicly, you idiot? Like, oh, God. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was really, I don't know, because she says she introduces him, she kisses him, um, and then she says, you're mine forever. Now go stand over there. And I think that it was, that's just part of this, like, control thing. Like, I I don't know, like, she's keeping him around as, like, a fucking pet. And, you know, and, like, so I'm, like, I kind like, I get it. I guess like this is what you you've been taught this is what you know like you want you keep the people that you want around close to you and you know you don't let them have their own autonomy kind of thing but um <laughs> I'm just watching Maddie play with her hair she's <laughs> uh anyways um yeah I don't know like I get like I want to keep him like in my pocket but I it's just it doesn't make any actual sense. If my favorite artist did some shit like this, I'd be like, are you fucking stupid? What are you doing, lady? You need right. okay. dick. You, you need know, dick. Like, some little lies I can deal with. And I'm talking SZA level lies, okay? She'd be lying about whatever just look it up there's conspiracies people and they're actually hilarious um but like this is major i'm like you literally were just like told the world that you were victimized by this man and now he's the love of your life i would feel so duped if i was at that concert i probably would have left yeah i would have been like um excuse you yeah what what is this what does this mean (laughs) like do you are you keeping him around for inspiration so that this keeps happening and that people will keep feeling bad for you like i don't really get it they're keeping him around because the weekend wants to be on fucking screen that's why sorry and well and i mean pedros as a character they're keeping him around because obviously he can source some fucking talent and jocelyn knows that well, yeah, sure, but I mean, she doesn't need to. She doesn't need any more talent. Unless she's gonna open up a label of her own, but like, you know, then she needs recruiters. But you know, like I, I like I think the reason why she's keeping Tedros around is because she wants. Like I said, I think she wants to keep him in her pocket. I think she doesn't want to lose him. I think that she does have love for him, and she knows that as long as she can control him, that she's safe with him around. You know, like, it's not this dynamic where he's got control over her or anything. I don't think it ever fucking was, to be honest. But, um, yeah, no, but it was just, it, like, the whole thing. I was like, oh, okay, this is how we're going to end it with this guy just, like, forever in her fucking life. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't love it either. I was like, this is very strange. I don't understand what's happening. I mean, yeah, I, I guess she wants to keep him as a pet, but like, fuck, this is maniacal. Yeah, seriously. And um, I also just want to say, I have not seen, I don't know how the hell she was going to perform anything in that dress. I'm just going to say that. there. I hope there was a costume change after her little fucking monologue. It was the, she had the tied to her wrists and I'm like, I haven't, first of all, like I understand, you know, and, and couture and it kind of, it pops back up in one or two outfits on a runway every couple of years. But like, I'm just like, wh- like, I don't, I just, I just didn't understand anything. I didn't get fucking anything. I don't get any of it. <laughs> I don't get the outfits. I don't get the choreo. <laughs> I don't get the writing. The only oh. thing I got this whole time was Finkelstein's jokes. That's all uh-huh. I got. Mm-hmm. And the scoring. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, Um, I think, like, now that I'm seeing a whole picture, like, there was some story for sure. There was, like, a through line, but then it, then there wasn't. I was like, oh, like, that's how you ended that through line? Like, I don't fucking get it. And also, there was way too much nudity. Like, yeah. it is... You know, I was thinking about it because her and Tedros, there were, I think there was only like two actual sex scenes between, not, maybe not even, I'm not even sure. I think there might have only just been one, but she masturbated in the first two episodes. What the, what was the point of that? You know, I, God, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking about all this shit now and I'm like, guys, like, I just feel like they pushed, they tried to push the needle too far. Like they were just like, like okay we've got the story we've got the bones like what can we add to be as provocative as possible you know like their tagline in the very beginning when they started marketing the show was from the sick and twisted minds of sam levinson in the weekend and i'm like and they just i just feel like like try hard try hard try hard they're being try hards right now mm-hmm. you know i don't know i think they were just like let's take everything that's controversial about euphoria and make it all just about one girl and you know i don't know and i'm pr- I guarantee like when it was directed by the the last director liz i'm forgetting her last name but the female director there were six episodes at least that were shot edited done by the time that sam levinson came in and his whole thing was you know it was it was uh the weekend he it was too much. The the six episodes that were done were too much in the female perspective. So Sam Levinson came in, scrapped everything, started over, and we got five episodes. So I'm like, even the fact that it was five episodes is just a little like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is this? Is this even like a big enough picture? Were there six episodes and you had to like take one out? Because I keep thinking about that one Rolling Stone scene where they're talking to Dan Levy about Rolling Stone that didn't make it even though in like this little outro another place for the weekend to throw his fucking music even though it's honestly the week sorry I the only music that I didn't like from the show were the songs that he plugged in them like I'm just like I didn't like any of them he plugged like four songs and I'm like I don't really care for any of these truthfully Mm. and the last the last the like outro of just like a montage of all these different scenes and you know whatever playing to this you know the weekend song 
um, they even showed a bit of the Dan Levy scene. Like they showed clips from like little fast clips from that scene that we all saw that was teased out to us before the show was even out. And like, where was that? Like, did Rolling Stone sue you? So you could, you had to just drop the entire episode. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. And then the weekend like saying that he hasn't even thought about season two yet and whatever. And I'm like, I mean, maybe that's because all the writers are fucking on strike. So, you know, what's the point thinking about something when you can't even do anything about it? Anyways, I know I'm just rambling because I'm just annoyed. <laughs> Honestly, I'm annoyed. I agree. My I, agree. I think yeah, we got put through the trenches for something that was a little bit anticlimactic. I mean, yes, it had like a good twist and turn, but in a sense. And I think for like everything that like we had to deal with, was it worth it? I don't know. Exactly. Well, exactly. And I think that like we, t- we talk about art a lot and um, we have for years about art like really impactful art usually makes you feel like uncomfortable at first. And, but then, you know, you kind of like, you have to sit with it. You have to think about it. You have to try to understand it, try to see it from different perspectives, et cetera, et cetera. That's what art is all about. And with this, it's almost like, yeah, every single episode, there was a point in that episode that made me feel uncomfortable. But like, I don't think that it was thought provoking enough or deep. And I don't know if there was enough substance for that uncomfort to actually mean anything. You know, or for it to, like, 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 like what you just said, like, are we getting out of it what we had to deal with, you know, or like more right. than what we had to deal with? And I don't think that that's the case here. I think that like in Euphoria, there's a, a lot of that is the case. Like, I'm just like, okay, some of these things are really shocking or uncomfortable or taboo or whatever it is, but there's a deeper meaning behind it. There's actual story behind these things that are happening to make it seem like, you just have to sit with it and think about it. And you and I have talked hours and hours and hours about euphoria and you know, how great of a show we think that is. So I'm just like, I kind of was hoping that when we got to the end of this season that I would feel like that, like there would be like an aha moment of like, Oh shit. That's why all this, that was in there. And Mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't, there wasn't. I agree. I agree fully. I, and I think like, you know, it was really interesting to do this series because of these things you know we are getting to an age that like things are way more acceptable than they used to be and i'm not saying that like look porn is porn is porn Mm -hmm. go to a porn site like look you know like to me i'm like is this the appropriate place for this kind of visuality like visual display yeah yeah you know like i don't know yeah, and I just don't think it added any value to the story. I agree. Like, I think that seeing sexual chemistry or sex between her and Tedros was fine, but then I go back to, like, again, her masturbating. I'm like, what was that about? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand that now Now that we've come full circle and, the you know, it's done. Or, like, even just, the like, the sex between, like, Isaac and Leia or, you know, I don't know, just the sexuality amongst the, the singers and, the you know, the performers that we had in there. And, you know, I don't know, like, uh, Chloe jumping naked into the pool the first day. And it just, it just felt like, why? 
why like why are you trying to show us that the industry is over sexualized we already know that like mm-hmm. you know i don't know i don't think that it needs and like even it like these people weren't even in the industry is the thing i don't know anyways i can go on and on about how i don't understand any of it yeah yeah well that's <laughs> our take <laughs> Uh, but I mean, if there is, it's sorry, go ahead. I I was just saying it was still an interesting series to do, you know, like I was definitely expecting more. I'm definitely disappointed. Like I wish it it had more, just more substance generally. Same. You know, like I think that he had a little bit of a, of like a, the story was there, but then like we, it got clouded in nipples. So many nipples. So many nipples. So many nipples. You know, the thing is, it's like the ice cubes from the first two episodes never even made a resurgence. Yeah. Hire this man for fucking Big Mouth, please. He would do great on that show. He would be a wonderful porn director. Fuck yeah, Sam Levinson. Make a porno, like a legitimate one. Oh, you were talking about Sam Levinson. I was talking about The weekend. I don't, I am not blaming. Or. I'm not blaming much of this on Sam Levinson because yes, that like like we said, there was a lot of sex and euphoria, but I felt completely different about that than I did about this, you know? Um, and that was also with the whole internet fuming at him with Cindy Sweeney and all that stuff, like even through all of that minutia and all the discord, like I was still like on Sam Levinson's side before that. Like, I think that this was very much a, a heavy hand on the weekend's part. Well, I think that they were able to come together and I don't know, like, you know how you and I as best friends, I always tell you like we excite each other's energy Mm-hmm. So, like, we're going to go bigger and badder and more when we're together because we're just like, fuck yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what happens when they came together. They were like, oh, my God, these are all such great ideas. Holy shit. More nipples, more nudity, more music. Fucking Mike Dean. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, like, I just feel like it was the crack cocaine of run on ideas. And honestly, <laughs> I love that. That's such a fun thing to do. Uh, yeah. Understood. Yeah, but so, let's stop like like boys clubbing what to do with women's bodies. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I 100% like it was definitely like boys clubbing in like a fantasy way and I get it. We're humans, we all have fantasies. I 100% understand. But like we have imaginations, okay? And not all fantasies do people want to see? And I think, you know, this is a, we don't need to say this because it's so well, um, it's just well known and well talked about and well documented. Women have been objectified. So when we see things like this, especially now, it's so fucking old. We're like, dude, really? Yeah. It's played out. You know, like, it's it's annoying. It's embarrassing, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm like, dude, come on. Really? You yeah. just fucking outed yourself. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Kind of did. Yeah. I'm and like, they're making a show about exactly what they're doing. No? Well, and, and what they imagine and want it to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. You know? I mean, I'm not making fucking content like that because 
I don't want that to be my life. Well, yeah, no. And it's, you know, we're not, obviously they're not forcing anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. Right. That's not, it's it's not not like, it's not like unethical. I feel like we're being so judgy. No, I mean, we're not, we're, that's what we're doing. We just, we gave it the benefit of the doubt for five episodes and, you know, so, and we were kind, we were very kind. We were fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, but I, yeah, I just, I think that like, I definitely think that that's what happened. The weekend had his, his ideas about the show, what it wasn't coming together with the original director that him and Sam Levinson saw, like sat in a room and it's like, you know, and that's exactly what happened. And then they came up with all of these ideas. But the thing is, it's like, it's not, I didn't see any dicks in the show. Would have liked to, you know, I saw one, we saw one dick. At the party that Jocelyn threw, it was right before they cut. He's taking off his pants, and then they cut to the scene while basically putting his dick into oh the girl. In the pool. And she like I makes face. What I appreciate about Euphoria is we got so many dicks. There were so many it dicks was, in Euphoria. Yeah, there was one dick, and it was like for not even a full second in the show. And I was yeah. like, absolutely not, not fucking cool. The weekend, you need to show your dick. You need to show your dick. Season two, I better get fucking Abel's dick. Full screen, big screen. I wanted him to helicopter that shit. <laughs> okay, he owes us literally. Yeah. Um, you know it's going to be a prosthetic, anyways. Like he, you know, but nonetheless, no. Lily's fucking nips weren't prosthetic. I want the real thing. Yeah, it's only fair. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know what? Um, the weekend, you need to get on that, sir. Yeah, seriously. And I'm not saying, and I'm not, I'm saying this for a friend, okay? We're not the HB hoes. I'm not asking. (laughs) I'm just pointing it out. I'm just saying what's fair, okay? You know, like the weekend. The ladies have paid a nip. You got a paying dick. Yeah, literally. And, And honestly, I'm just like, don't even do it in season two just upload a dick pic to twitter right now yeah sam levinson and okay all three of them all three of the director producers they all need to fucking upload dick pics in unison yeah yep 100 fair is fair motherfuckers fair is fair (laughs) absolutely absolutely i would be so this is a call to action this is a call to action (laughs) Using things to the Twitter accounts immediately, and we'll be fair and square, okay? Oh God, because we don't know if we're getting that season two. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah, so we probably don't think we're gonna get it because yeah, it was oversexed up. Uh, If we do, there's definitely some opportunities for them, I think, to take the story, but hopefully they don't fucking. Muff it. Yeah. <laughs> you muff up, bro. <laughs> I love that you took that from Destiny. <laughs> I did. I did. It was so funny. I was like, you're being so hard right now. But then you said muff. <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, gosh. Oh, I will miss those characters, though. That cast is great. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you have followed us through this whole thing, please leave us a review and a star rating because we tried. We tried to be unbiased this whole time and give you fair 
you know, fair criticism. Um, this episode, we were like, fuck all that because that's what we think. So, well, it's the end. We can have, we have a clearer picture and we just, we're just trying to be honest, you know, like honestly, thanks for giving us the content. You know, it was fun, but also we're going to call you out. Yep. Yep. And then wrapping that up, uh, in terms of our channel, we have some exciting things to, to that we're working on for the rest of the summer. I think we're going to um, start doing movies again uh, while we're waiting for other shows to drop and for the writers to be paid fair wages. Um, <clears throat> please, Warner Brothers, <laughs> this podcast depends on shows and we are not getting any right now. But um, stay tuned. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, fucking all the shits at HB Host Pod, where we'll be updating on what we are working on next. Hell yeah. Pew, pew, Thanks pew. Thanks for joining us, you little hoes. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all. Bye.